night for me. We are working on step eight. We started last night and we're going to work on some some of the questions tonight. Before I get into that, I just want to express a little gratitude. Um, we continue to grow pretty aggressively the last few months and I just wanted to say thank you. And I want to give a big shout out to uh, San Jose, California. I live in upstate New York and you would think that um, most of my listeners would be from the area. But you're my number two town as far as uh, listeners and followers. So I want to let you know I see you and I appreciate you. So thanks for tuning in. All right, gang. Step eight. That's what we're working on. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. So we talked about starting our list last night and we read through what the GA literature says in the um, work in the steps pamphlet. And hopefully you either started writing down people, including yourself, that you have harmed. I really, really suggest using this as an exercise to like wipe the slate clean for lack of a better word, but you can't change the past. And I want you to treat yourself with love and kindness and forgive yourself for any of the harm that's done and, and let it go. Um, hanging on to guilt or shame or any of the shit feelings that we feel about our past doesn't serve us. We can't move forward if we hang on to it. And we need to move forward and we need to grow and we need to live fabulous lives. So that is my rant on that. So let's explore some of these questions. And it's one of those nights where, quite honestly, I didn't look at them. So you're going to get Bobby O'Naturel. And if this is your first time doing a, a step meeting with us, you know, a step virtual podcast meeting, the way I envision it is as if I'm sitting in a GA meeting sharing <laughs> and I, I hope that this serves someone who, you know, needs a meeting and can't maybe get to one or doesn't have access. That's how I, I kind of visualize both sides of this. Like I'm sitting in a room sharing and that whoever's listening to it from a podcast perspective is maybe, you know, driving down the road and, and just needs a little touch of, of GA in their life. So here we go. Um, step eight is the beginning of our public relations policy and the end to isolation from our fellows. A fascinating adventure with our newfound knowledge and backtrack, backtracking to survey human wreckage is required. The discussion points. How we harmed others by gambling and injuries that we cause to others are festering. What are we doing about them? Harm I've caused others from gambling. So one of the biggest points that I I definitely talk about is all the the missed moments of of harm. 
I remember Kai showing me some pictures of her from from 2016, my niece, and I didn't even recognize the girl in the pictures. And and although I was, you know, in Kansas and and they were in Connecticut, still no excuse. I I could have been more dialed in. I mean, I don't see her much more regularly than that here, but I know what she looks like and we communicate on the phone and stuff. And I really could have done a better job of being an aunt and, and who knows, maybe I I could have made an impact in in a better way back then. Um, So she didn't have, I don't know, maybe as many growing pains or at least had a better resource. So that's definitely one of the people I harmed. Obviously, my ex-husband, I harmed, oh my God, this, <laughs> the stress is the first thing that comes to mind when I think about um, what I did to poor Davey, especially when we were on the road together in the truck. The The times that he woke up when I was inside casinos gambling and I should have been driving us down the road or all the battles we had about child support and finances when if I wasn't losing all of our money or a majority of it, we wouldn't even had to fight about money. We would have been, we actually would have been positioned very well as, as owner operators and um, dual income child support or not. So those are my big ones. Um, You know, my family, mom and, you know, relatives, Polly, my brother, um, that's one thing is, you know, I wasn't setting a good example for my brother either. And the the time and the the things that I missed there there could have been more visits from Kansas for example if I wasn't pissing away my money. Um so those are just a, a couple of the folks I harmed my employers for when I wasn't dialed in. I've spoken to how, you know, my Kansas City employer that year that I was like in my fog and just, you know, I was not as productive as I had been the first few years I was there. And, um, you know, I don't know that I'll ever be able to make up all of that. But, you know, I into the amends piece. Like I said, I, I've tried different avenues. And, and right now, again, I can't turn back the clock. So I can only go forward. And I know I'm going, I'm derailing myself. Um, so I can only do what I can do today. And I'm not going to go down that road. All right. So injuries that we cause to others are festering. What are we doing about them? Okay. So now I guess I can talk about that a little bit. Instead of... Um, I think that the folks that I've harmed in the past from my gambling, I've definitely addressed with them, you know, for the most part. Maybe not in as many words as I just said to you, but um, I have apologized. I remember um, last fall golfing with one of the people in my life that I had I never really apologized to for my bad behavior and... Um, you know, someone who's known me 15, 20 years, and I just never really had come out and apologized to him. And uh, that was one of my last, you know, real out loud apologizing. 
I don't know that anything else is still festering in my world. You know, I remember when Dave and I were splitting up. I remember all the festering then and the anger and, and frustration. And, and don't get me wrong, our divorce, there was more to it than and the gambling. But the gambling definitely was a big piece of it. Um, so I don't have a lot of festering to contend with today. So I'm not real sure how to answer that. In this moment, I will say that if you're just starting to go through this journey and there are people festering about your actions, that my recommendation would be that you address things as openly and honestly as possible. And if people need to let their anger out, let them let their anger out. Don't be defensive. Don't be argumentative. Just let them do what they need to do to process it. Where we are as gamblers has a whole different perception than how the people on the other side of our gambling are impacted. It's just not, it's not apples to apples. And one of the, one of the best ways I think that I've heard this explained is let's say that you're in a marriage and you've been cheating on your spouse for a year or maybe not even cheating. Maybe you just know that you're going to end that relationship. Like you've, you've checked out and you're contemplating divorce for whatever reason, but you've started mentally going through that process and emotionally going through that process in your head. So you get to the point where you tell your spouse you want this divorce And you've been thinking about it for a year, but they're completely blindsided. They have no idea that you're feeling this way. They have no idea that you'd want to divorce or that you'd want to leave them. It's that context. It's thinking about it in that way. Um, They would need to catch up. They would need to go through their emotions. Like if you're the one who's wanting the divorce, you already know, you know, you've already went through the maybe the anger or the resentment or the lack of attraction or, or whatever all those things are. You've already had time to process it and you're mentally ready for a divorce. Well, for someone else to get prepared to be in a divorce, it's kind of a big deal and they would need to go through their journey or the same premise when we're processing um, loss or death and we're going through the, the grieving process. We all just have different timelines in different ways to express ourselves during those times. So just be mindful of that if you're dealing with someone who is on the outside of your gambling. Our first, oh wow, I I told you I didn't read ahead, but I'm glad that I'm aligned with this. (laughs) Our first obstacle in step eight is our defensive attitude. We focus on wrongs done to us. Step five was tough enough. Let's observe some of the good we have done. Yeah, it's so easy to be defensive, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, The discussion points around this are blaming. Do we dwell on our limited successes? Do we avoid painful views in the mirror? And enemies who became friends and why? So, yeah, blaming is, oh. Blaming's funny, though, right? Because we may blame someone legitimately for our gambling. You know, maybe they stressed us out or maybe... I'm married to an alcoholic or maybe whatever. And, and, or my boss pissed me off. I had a bad day. I could blame them for why I'm, I'm gambling. But the reality is I just wasn't, I didn't have healthy coping 
skills or, you know, an arsenal of good tools to handle that situation. But blaming, blaming them instead of um, looking in the mirror is definitely the easier approach mentally. But it doesn't, again, it doesn't serve us. Do we dwell on our limited successes? Do we avoid painful views in the mirror? I, th- I think that this is a common, a common thing. Um, we, even if it's not a limited success, our human nature to beat ourselves up and to have those negative voices in our heads, we don't focus on the good anyway. Like it said, let's observe some of the good we have done. Um, we can do good and we don't have to be defensive and argumentative about everything. We're going to be defensive if we were wrong. And if we were gambling addicts, chances are we were wrong. Whether we were um, stealing time or money or lying. I mean, there's definitely a lot of conversation in the rooms, both GA, um, in my groups, that it's almost like gambling and lying are synonymous. If you're, if you're a compulsive gambler, chances are you're a compulsive liar because you're hiding, you're trying to hide it. You know, it's not as obvious as some of the other addictions out there. And as far as avoiding painful views in the mirror, this is, if you're not working on this, this is one of the things that I really encourage you to do. I think the self-awareness piece is so huge. And I'm not saying it'll happen overnight, But once you can see what you're doing wrong, well, there's a couple phases of this, right? Like there's the looking back, like in this step work, and then, you know, apologizing and and following up and taking care of that part. But then there's, if you've learned how to be that self-aware of your behavior and your actions and your words, and you can start adapting that behavior, maybe not perfectly, And maybe not immediately, but at least being aware of what's going on with you will help you if you're striving to be a better person. And if you're shooting for recovery and stuff, I imagine you're trying to be a better person. The other part of that is the same thing as I've said about this. Don't hang on to that past. If there's something if there's something in the mirror bothering you, you now have an opportunity from this moment forward to do the work on that and to get past that. It doesn't it doesn't work if you don't know about it. So you have to be paying attention and it doesn't work if you're not working on it. Whatever avenue that is. And then enemies who became friends and why I actually have no idea what that means. Enemies who became friends and why. In the context of this, I'm wondering I'm wondering if it's because we've lost our friends through the addiction. That's one thought that comes to mind. Or or maybe we just once we're in the throes of the, you know, the the disease and the the mentality that comes with gambling and addiction that maybe that's who we attract, the kind of people who we didn't attract before. I'm not really sure how to answer that. If you can help me, jump, you know, Jump on, uh, jump on Facebook in the in the three two one page or even my personal page, whatever. Any of those links that are attached, I would love some feedback because I don't really understand that one at all. So those are our two um, 
first sections on that. I think we'll finish the rest out tomorrow because I'm over my 10-minute <laughs> time. Shocking, right? And um, I keep screwing up my schedule, to be honest. Like, I thought I had two classes last night. It turned out I had zero. Things changed and things have been wacky. Um, I did make it to Zumba, so that was that was a win. So, yeah. Step eight, fun stuff. All right, beautiful people. I hope that gave you some food for thought. I will be back with you in the morning. Have a good evening, everybody.